0: dying for media just a little note to let you know that we will be talking about death in this series and some names and information have been changed talking about death is never comfortable but our goal is to make it less scary so maybe give it a try and listen with care
1: hello Peggy <laughs> well hi Nick <laughs>
0: what if that's how we started the show
1: howdy hello Peggy! <laughs> Oh it's funny. I, hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello. Hi, everyone.
0: Oh, um, we're stretching.
1: We're stretching.
0: I was mm. just we're getting ready to record, and I was just checking my phone, and I have all these beautiful messages Yay. from people. It's so cool to hear from it's strangers, so people we've never even met, that I know. have such a profound response to the show. And it, thank you for the messages, thank everybody. You.
1: We read them all. Every of them. single, every one. single one. Yeah. So Love thanks it. for sending. Keep them
0: coming, please, Shelby.
1: I know. Thank you, Shelby. Yes, that it was a good happy.
0: one. So I love hearing from strangers. Me and too. And I love hearing from my friends too. And I actually did have a friend reach out after listening to the first two episodes. Uh-huh. And she's loving the show, by the way, and loving it. Oh, good. It. And uh, she texted and said, Is this 3 a.m. a thing? <laughs> <laughs> because you mentioned it briefly yeah. on an episode. And I, I said, I, I think so. It's a thing. Okay, so here's the clip from the previous episode where we actually talked about it.
1: Because it was that middle of the night thing, you know, yeah. 3 a.m., which we should talk about sometimes because that's yes. the the witching hour, the noonday devil at 3 p.m. and 3 a. in the afternoon.
0: Witching hour, noonday devil. Mm-hmm. You mentioned this. Mm-hmm. And I remember just going, hmm, put that in the back of my mind and ask <laughs> about that later. <laughs> All right, here's just a little bit more.
1: It, it's kind of a scriptural thing, but also a mystical thing. Um, so that's often when people either get woken up or things come to them or you know, visions and things like that.
0: Okay, so you did yeah. bring it up. She heard it and was like, <laughs> I have to text Nikki because she said, oh my God, my daughter who's five years old wakes up at 3 a.m. regularly and mm. I've often wondered if there is something with that time. Uh, but I tried to push it to the back of
1: my mind, she said. So it's a thing? <laughs> it's a total thing. Really? Yes. Do you wake up at 3 a.m.? Yeah. Yeah. So I ask patients all the time, you know when they tell me oh i had this dream or i or this thing happened or i was awoken. and I, and I, and i ask them what time and they're like 3 3:20 3:30 it's always between 3 and 4 what why what is that well it's a spiritual it's a spiritual time it's a very mystical do you want to go into like the scriptural meaning or the mystical i want to but, know both okay.
0: yeah cuz i think i just think it's interesting that no matter what religion you are or what you believe right. or how spiritual you are at three a.m. kind of seems to be a thing for a lot of people. Right. So yeah, tell me the tell me the um, the scriptural Okay, stuff. the
1: scriptural stuff. Um, so whether you're a Christian or not, whatever you believe in every everyone's heard of Jesus. So let's just <laughs> let's just is, I've, heard is, <laughs> I've heard of that guy. I've heard of that guy. He sounds cool. Um, so the crucifixion when he died was at three PM on okay. Friday, on Good Friday. That's when we believe, that's when it's written. Um, because it took him so long to die and they they figured out the scholars that it was 3 p.m. So it's this time that is a really profound event historically, right? So it's a time that changed a lot of people. So a lot of people get sort of a lull in the day. There's sort of a time where... um, at three p.m., people report more depression, anxiety. They get kind of in this lull in three in the afternoon, or yeah, they get I this, always feel like I need a snack at three p.m. Yeah, like I'm like like where who snack am I? time, and they also feel like a little bit um, foggy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that scripturally is connected to this incredible time of loss and change. Okay, it was the beginning of this whole journey into what would become. Easter and the resurrection and sort of like something profound happened that was very dark. And then later there's this hope, right? So this is sort of this thing that's like marked at 3 p.m. So that sort of happens, right? But 3 3 (laughs) a.m. is the exact opposite time of day, right? And I don't want to scare everybody that wakes up at 3 a.m., but there's this idea that the devil or the dark or sort of the nuisance of our minds. It's introverting Mm. Christ's death and saying, it wasn't that big a deal. It's not that important, whatever. I'm going to mess with you at 3 a.m. I'm kind of mocking Jesus. I'm mocking this really profound moment and making it kind of like, I'm going to wake you up. I'm going to make you wrestle with stuff. Like that's my 3 a.m.s are like, oh my God, I'm reliving. Why did I say that? I should have said this. what Right, I'm reliving yeah. every mistake. I'm like, when I said that when I was 10, I should have said... I mean, you go back and ah, you do this. It's like poking at you. It's, it's like, like a, a menacing thing. Menacing. Oh, it's oh, menacing. I didn't know that was part of what Christians believe. Well, I took this class in grad school, okay. which was... Grad school was hard as hell. <laughs> Philosophy, theology, all this stuff. And I took, I only got two A's. What were over there. <laughs> well, one was pastoral care. Okay. I better Hello. get an A. <laughs> Hello, or you're really screwed. And the other one was the history of the demonic in Christianity. I oh, mentioned this yes. class before. Ooh. So I have piles of handouts and notes and books and everything. And so that was the class that we studied, the noonday demon and this whole thing of the the devil trying to invert the crucifixion and make it a mockery, make it something that wasn't that relevant, huh? And and because the good news is, yeah.
0: there's a lot of good. I know this is very like, scary. give us some good news. Give some good news. There's a lot
1: of scary stuff to it, but the good news is that the devil is not that powerful, right? He's a fallen angel. He didn't. He, he was originally one of. Uh, God's pack. And then he wanted to know everything that that God knew and that's not possible. So he's a fallen angel, right? Mm-hmm. And so now he kind of mocks and twists and he can't be as creative as God. So he, okay. what he does is he tries to uncreate what God has created. So if He's you're a at peace and you're having a, a good sleep, then he comes in and is like, hey, hey,
0: hey. He's like,
1: I'm just going to oh, bug you. I want little... to remind you of some mistakes you've made. So oh, let's sit so up and- full of him. Isn't that nice? He Thanks. likes He likes to make people perseverate. Ooh. Do you know what I'm saying? No. Wait, That's a big what? word. Hold it's on. It's one of my favorite words. Perseverate? I'm Googling it. Perseverate. So perseverating thought is just like, it's spinning, it's spinning, it's returning, it keeps going, and you feel a little nuts. Got it. Okay. So perseverating, intrusive thoughts often come at 3 a.m. At 3 a.m. I'm Nikki Boyer, and my friend Reverend Peggy has helped guide
0: nearly 2,000 people through their last moments of life on Earth. Emotional, beautiful, peculiar, supernatural, shocking. These are those stories. This is Near Death.
1: So that's the Christian belief. That's yeah, and the other belief is that this this is and it's more mystical. So it's a very liminal time, right? Okay. And so this is when the veil is the absolute thinnest at three a.m. Oh, that makes sense. The veil okay. is the absolute. It's the deepest part of the night. It's Ooh. the most quiet part of oh, the it night. Is, yes, it's the most quiet. So that is when the veil is the thinnest, and that's when spirit guides and and a lot of people will say, Oh my gosh, my grandpa I thought of three am I woke up thinking about my grandpa wow and maybe there's some really It, happens. Lovely, it happens all,
0: all the time. time and my friend's kid wakes up at three am all the time right. and I just think it's really interesting that you know we could talk about you know the the, the veil being thin right but for kids they're so pure and they don't have any fear so right. it's often a time when you know, they just feel open and connected to maybe something that's on the other side, right. the good spirits or whatever. And
1: all the good, and it's it's an opportunity time, I think, right? Because the veil is so thin, that's when you can call on the good, the angels, the light, the positive spirit to come it's in so and interesting, help you. The difference how kids and adults experience three a.m. We go through all.
0: You know, I mean, it's... But stuff some kids have through.
1: nightmares at 3 a.m. Really? Sure. Yeah. Patience and stuff. Oh, But gosh. that's when we want to... You know, I like to sort of try to guide them in that. Like, I hear this all the time. This is when a lot of kiddos tell me they wake up,
0: you know? So what do you what do? you do? Like, what do you recommend if I wake up and I'm having one of those 3 a.m. moments? Like, right. What's the way to flip right. it? To get... No demonic. Let's get into the spiritual good, <laughs> sweet
1: stuff. Right. How do you do that? Well, How do you flip it? you can take advantage of it as much as you can because I know it's a groggy time. But you can say, "Okay, I know that this is happening to me, mm-hmm. right?" And you can be that person that some people wake up at three and they never get back to sleep. Oh, I mean, that's how the worst? That's the worst. The so witching you, hour, right? The witching hour. This for sure is the witching hour, and and I think it's also called the witching hour because the veil is thin that some people get a little bit afraid. Like okay. maybe there is maybe there is some sort of nice, lovely spiritual things coming to you, but it just scares people a little bit. Okay. So that to them, it becomes more of a witching instead of like, okay, the villa's thin and how do I utilize this? So you say, you can either, depending on your tradition, your sacred truth, it could be a time that you really pray, that you really say, I'm going to pray myself back to sleep. Oh. Right? I'm going to, this is a prayer for sleep and I'm going to just welcome... God and Spirit to allow me to feel cradled and held at this time, this gentle time, and just lull me back to sleep. You know, just try to kind of nip it and and be gentle about it. Or it can be a time where you say, "Is there something that I should be receiving? Is oh, there a blessing?" That's a good way to put it. Is there a blessing? Does Grandpa want to say something to me? Is there something where? And this is the time, Nikki. I'm telling you, so many people report to me that it's like this is the time. When someone came and spoke to me, this is a time. My dog came back. I felt like my dog was in the room. You know, my dog that had been dead for a long time. Or all of a sudden, I got this amazing wash of like, I'm going to be okay. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, what you can do is really try to to allow yourself to go into that wake up and change it. You say, I don't have space for these menacing, perseverating, intrusive thoughts. I'm now going to allow good spirit to come in and nurture me and hold me and so your kiddo wakes up at three and they come into you your room right they come into you to 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 have help that's when you can say this is a good time it's so quiet the world is resting and quiet so let's just receive this really nice blessing of sleep and peace and comfort mm. which also allows for the space to for things to come through because it's like, shh, everything's quiet. I need to I need to get a message to her. or you know, guardian angels. yeah, my belief. Yeah. And, and there's angels in every tradition, by the way. people don't think that, but there's angels in almost every tradition and oh. the big three anyway, okay and Islam and, and uh, Judaism and Christianity. But anyway, that's when the guardian angels might be hanging out with you, might be with you, might be saying something, might be giving you a little blessing. Might be giving you a little, I'm going to bless you because tomorrow you've got something big or I'm going to bless you because... Because how often do you wake up at 3 a.m. when you got a big something the next oh, day? Oh, almost regularly. You can count on it. You can count you on it. You know it's it. funny?
0: I wake up in the middle of the night and if it is 3 a.m., I'm pretty good at being able to get back to sleep. But I look over and my husband is always struggling. Yeah. Wide awake, phone on, trying to figure out how to get back to sleep, how to...
1: Right. (sighs) So whether if it's the you know the devil going, I'm really going to bug you tonight because tomorrow you got a big speech. (laughs) Or dude, or it's veilless. Yeah, or or the the veil is thin thin. and the guardian angels are coming through saying, "You got a big day. Know that we're with you. You know we love you." Such a good shift of perspective. It is, and it's so true. Right. We have to. We have to sort of, it's not power because we want it to be a little more gentle than that, but you want to receive the beautiful, loving, mystical, you know, soothing part of 3 a.m. and try to change it, right? Well, you can shift it
0: with perspective, right? This you can wanna... either be like glass half full or glass half empty. <laughs> yes. But I love that idea of saying, I'm I'm going to choose for this time to be, for me to feel comforted by the thin veil. Yeah. But it's interesting that three it's 3 a.m. for people all over the world that all have completely different world. time
1: zones. Right. But I guess it's when that- So it's that... something to do with it. But you know, docs will say that's the, um, what is that called? The rhythm? Circadian. The circadian rhythm. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of ways to look at things but to me I don't really think that that makes sense. Like you're saying, all over the world. Everybody it's three AM. For everybody, it's a constant people tell me all the time. And it's always been for me. That's when Papa Kelly came to me, right? So you've you've always felt this three AM thing, right? Even when you were a kid. Always. Tell me about That's that. That's when I well I knew because we um and actually one of my First boyfriends when I was fourteen years old, he just he had listened to the episodes, and he Aww. texted. Yeah, was <laughs> yeah. so sweet. <laughs> so he um, texted me after you heard that episode, and he said, "Because our lake house, so we had this big old lake house, like many Minnesotans do. They'll have like their house in the suburbs, and then they have a lake house. And we had one ever since I was a kid, and." Um, so we spent our summers out there. It was fantastic. Now set the scene of your childhood, because I don't think I've ever asked you about this. Like
0: how many siblings? What, was, what were your parents like? I just kind of want to get understand little Peggy
1: at 3 a.m. Like who is little Peggy? Weirdo. <laughs> Perfect. And that's why we're friends. <laughs> now, um, well, I grew up in Minnesota. That's no yeah. secret. We've talked about it many times. It's, you can't hide it with the accent. You can't hide we it. knew where you were from? Oh, God, hon. <laughs> sure. It's a great place. Um, but I, uh, there's, I have four, there's four kids and my parents, my dad was a fighter pilot in the Marines. Oh, wow. And then became a commercial pilot for like 35 years or something like that. So he always flew. And my mom was a stewardess. Got it. Back in the day, yeah. called the stewardess. Now back back in the day, attendant. <laughs> back in the day when you had to stay like 110 pounds or you you know like you'd have to wow. get you'd have to get weighed in every week. Oh, that's so uh-huh. up. Uh-huh. That's in the 50s so... you had to get weighed every week and if you gained 2 pounds you were um you were on a leave until you lost it. I would net
0: I and would she had always to wear be stiletta. on a leave. Yeah, right? <laughs> I would live on leave.
1: Yeah, she had to uh-huh. wear really really high heels cuz that's comfortable on a flight. Cuz that's nice, especially <gasps> in those 50s planes. Or okay, sixties. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm making them older than they are. I'm always <laughs> making myself older than
0: I am. What are we talking about? Um, and so, where did you fall in line with the kids? Where were you I'm were- the
1: youngest girl. I'm the baby girl. So I'm the third, and then I have a little brother. Okay. Yeah. Not so little anymore, of course, obviously. But yeah. And so we had we grew up in the suburbs, and then we had this lake house, which uh, was completely haunted. Had been since day one. It was entirely haunted. And it was one of those things where everybody just knew it. Okay. I was going to say, everybody knew it? Mom and dad knew it? Mom and dad knew it. Um, And we just, everybody just kind of dealt with it. And we knew what her her name was, Izzy. Because she was the woman that we got the house from. Oh, did she die there? I'm pretty sure she died there. (laughs) And But she... I mean, I could go into Izzy. She's fascinating, but I think... I feel like Izzy deserves like, she,
0: your haunted house. Deserves I think that a whole deserves episode. a whole another episode because <laughs> right? it really
1: is fascinating. I mean, it's just you know. But give it's me a
0: little like a hundreds take. of. Like, um, she was she was there in the house and stayed. She didn't like. Yeah, she wasn't the ghost that
1: like went away once you moved in. She wasn't ready to go. Okay, got she it. wasn't ready to go. Oh, she Izzy. was not gonna go anywhere, and she 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 did a lot of uh, kind of kind of cute menacing stuff. I guess maybe not to everybody. <laughs> I thought it was kind of fun. Right. I was like, Izzy. <laughs> like she just did stuff. It was always three A. M. I, I oh. and that's when my buddy texted me and was like, You guys gotta do a, an episode on Izzy. And he would he would remind me that when he would be woken up, that it was three AM. That Izzy He, he even threw was, the groceries okay. around the kitchen and Turn on lights and turn on this, you know, the CD player and started the vacuum and just did crazy stuff like all the time. And and we would just start going, Izzy. Like you went, you left the fear and went to like, oh, gosh, she's just part of the house. (laughs) And when I lived there all by myself, I lived there a little bit during grad school by myself. And I would, it's like, come on. Like, I'd get up and walk in the kitchen, and go, Izzy, come on. I got class at like eight. Can you just simmer down? Calm down. Yeah, she was really something. So, that I forgot that that was all 3 a.m. And that is also a time that the nurses, when I get called in, I get called at 3 a.m. a lot. Okay. And that's when. what's the hospital like? If I'm walking through the hospital in the middle of the night Uh at 3 a.m., leaving a call, like I just left a death or I just left some trauma or something, and I'm walking through the hall, I'm like, why is everybody up? I mean, like, room lights are on in patient rooms or or they're sitting up. You know, patients leave their door open. They're sitting up or they're like, Lights are trying to read or whatever. And then the nurses, they're getting buzzed. Like, nurses will tell me, 3 a.m., I get buzzed. Between 3 and 4, I'm getting buzzed all the time. Like, can I have this or is there any more pain meds available or whatever they need? And it's like, so it's a total thing. So um,
0: how many times have you been called in? Because I know you're on call a lot. How many times have you gotten that call into
1: the hospital at 3 a.m.? So many times. <sighs> Almost most of the time. Really? That I get called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost most of the time because I'm thinking of um, this really amazing story actually right now that came to me about 3 a.m. because I had this patient that I talked to about 3 a.m. a lot. mm mm-hmm. 'Cause he reported that he was woken up at three AM so often, like all the time, and he'd have horrible nightmares. And it was really, really affecting his sleep and his rest and, and he was waiting for a heart. Oh. Waiting for oh a my heart gosh. forever. And things hadn't been going that great for him, so I was a little concerned that it might be he might get delisted, like he might not stay on the list that long. Oh, you know, cuz there's some yeah. other things. So I'd been really with, with him kind of intensely in the last Couple of weeks, and so I would work with him because the anxiety was intense, and I'd work with him a lot. And that that whole thing of changing that inversion back, mm-hmm. like welcoming the guardian angels and welcoming grace and peace and and mental calm and all those things at that time is something I worked with him on a lot. Wow. I had a I had a situation where I um, I woke up right uh, on like the cusp of three a.m. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, I'm going to get called. You knew it. I know I'm going to get called. No whammies didn't work. I'm going (laughs) to get called. And this patient had my work email, and I noticed an email came through on the phone at 3 a.m., but I didn't read it, Mm -hmm. right, because I got this call to go in for this this tragic accident. Okay. And so I go in, and um, it was this young female who was in this horrible wreck. She was 20, oh, God. 20 years old. And she was put on life support right away. The family wanted a chaplain at bedside. She was So she was put on life support and and it was all looking futile. Any more interventions were looking futile for her. And the family was there and her boyfriend was there and they were just, they were so, so devastated. So tragic. That's yes. like one of my biggest fears, Peg. Yeah, she like, was out oh. partying. She was out partying with friends and you know, got into a car she shouldn't have got into, right? Mm-hmm. So it was God. like, right, driving high or, you know, and um, and it was just horrible. And so after hours and hours of talking about this and supporting them and the tears and everything, and then the mom the mom FaceTimed with the dad. The dad was out of town. Oh, my God. So she's FaceTiming with the dad. So all of that, and then... <laughs> It was just, I was so exhausted. I got to tell you, it was a really long call to be with them, you know, and we were praying and praying, and, and it was looking more bleak as, as the time went on, right? So they were going to wait till the next morning when dad got back from out of town to make any kind of okay. call, you know, big decisions or anything. And so I was back in my office and I was charting. And I was like, oh gosh, that email came through at three. How weird. You know, so I thought I might as well just read it because I was already on my computer and everything. And then it said, it was from my heart guy that I've been following with the bad dreams and stuff at three. And here's what it said, Nick Chaplain Peggy just woke up again at 3 a.m. I wanted to tell you today, I used your tools and asked for grace to enter the 3 a.m. hour with me. In my room was a vision. I saw a beautiful young woman. She was maybe 20 in a soccer uniform and holding a soccer ball. She said, hey, buddy, and she threw the ball towards me. You're going to get your heart, she said. Enjoy it. Oh my God. I got the chills and right? my body was like, zzz. me too. There's a little more to the email. Okay. okay. So, Chaplain, I think I'm going to make it. And I think my heart is coming. It's now 4 a.m. and I'm going to go back to sleep. I hope this didn't wake you. God bless you.
0: Oh, <sighs> no. Way. I what know. a beautiful. Like he had that moment and, had that until, and thought to wake up and tell you about it. Like, I know.
1: I thought that was really sweet. Really special. It was really special. And <gasps> I was like, oh, I'm so glad he's getting to sleep. You know, I'm so glad he's I'm so glad he's using this tool because he needs it. Yeah. So that made me so happy. And then so the next day, I come in, you know, and um, the dad had arrived early in the morning and they decided to Remove the life support and donate every thing they could possibly donate mm. from her. Wow. I mean, a healthy twenty year old body yeah. saves a lot of lives. Oh my! Gosh. Right, you got liver, kidneys, heart, lungs, eyes, bone, skin. Yeah. Oh my God! Everything, right? So it was an incredibly selfless and loving thing for this family to do, and they, they wanted to pray about her before that she went to the OR for them to procure all the. Uh, I can't organs. even imagine what this is yeah. like as a family
0: to lose oh. your daughter and then to make, have to make decisions
1: about what to do with have her to body make and decisions. And- she was a donor, Nikki. It was oh. on it was on her license. She was a donor. I'm a donor. I'm a donor. I think everybody should be, be a, a donor. Don Give don't it back. Be a donor. Be a donor. Yeah, so um so that they knew from who she was, this is what she wanted anyway. Like they knew her so well, obviously, right? And so when I pray with people, I wanted to make sure that I pray the way That she would want, or I just I do need to know about the patient. I need because I never got to meet her. Right? Make the the prayer personal. It has to be personal. Yeah, it has to be not a general prayer. It has to be about this girl, this woman. Right. Okay. And so I asked them all about her, and they said she's generous and beautiful and wonderful spirit. And they said, and she loves soccer. Shut up. (gasps) She was on a scholarship in college for playing soccer. And that night that this happened, the accident the night before, was after a soccer game. So she was still in her soccer uniform, but I didn't see it because she was covered. Right. So I saw her cute pedicured toes, you know, but I didn't, the rest was covered, right? right? She had the blanket on her and all this kind of stuff. So I didn't know that. And then um, they said that I, I really hope there's soccer in heaven for her. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's soccer in heaven for this girl. And then from there, what happens is there's this beautiful ritual, and it's done all over the country. That's called an honor walk. Yeah, what does that tell me? I mean, I think I know what it is, but like, paint the picture for what it really is like. So the honor walk is when the patient's on the, the bed, the bed that you wheel, right? Yeah. And that there's somebody keeping like a bag over her. You know, to keep the respiration going, right? Because you have to keep them on life support until you can get to the OR to get all the organs, right? So an honor walk is when, usually from the ICU, because it's usually, it's a trauma, right? So if you're coming from the ICU trauma, and what happens is the team, the whole team, wheels her out to go to the elevator to go to the OR. And so as they're wheeling her out, the entire family's there. So it's like everyone's walking next to her, right? Yeah. And there's this long kind of bridge that you have to go across to get to the side where the OR is. And so everybody's aware... Everybody on the team from all different areas of the hospital know about it. And so when that family comes into that bridge where they're going to walk that walk over there, the, wall, the walls of the bridge are lined with staff. Oh, I know i to cry. I know, me too. <laughs> and they're lined with people and family oh. and everyone that just wants to say, thank you for saving maybe 10 people's lives or who knows how many, right? And so everybody's lined up, and it's completely silent. No one says one word, right? And so the bed goes across, and as it goes across, you just—I was just holding my heart. Yeah. And the family's walking behind her. It's such. Everyone's just like standing there so straight and just loves her and honors her so deeply. And I just said thank. And it was so beautiful. And the family was looking at everyone going, thank you, oh, thank you, thank you. Just mouth, they weren't even speaking. They yeah. were just doing the look like, things. So, oh, and there's this beautiful, gorgeous 20-year-old woman yeah. going to go save a bunch of lives. Wow. As her body went by me, as she rolled by on the honor walk, I said, under my breath, I said, thank you, sweetheart. And her heart went to my patient, Nikki. Oh, what? I know. <laughs> oh, I'm crying again. Yeah. Yeah. He oh. got her heart. He was right. He knew it. He actually got to meet the family. There's a time that has to go by, um, and then they can arrange a meeting. And he got to meet her family. It was incredible. And he's still alive today, doing really well. Oh, Peggy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right? That sweet girl.
0: Pegs, I have to ask, like, so luckily your patient had the tools that you gave to him to sort of open up Himself at 3 a.m. I'm just curious, like if he would have closed himself off and not used the tools and not
1: been available and open for that, like what, like what would have happened? Well, he would have still got the heart, right? I mean, (laughs) it it didn't stop, right? I'm not thinking it stopped anything like that, but I think what it did, and I think all of us, whether we're religious or spiritual or mystical or none of that, we have this opportunity to say, okay, the next time you get woken up at 3 a.m., which we all will because that's the way of things, to say, I'm going you know, to welcome the universe and I'm going to welcome the good and the light. And I'm going to see if there can be something in this that I can feel soothed and calmed with. And if there is anything to receive, let me receive it, mm, right? It's yeah. just like when you go into a classroom and you say, I really want to learn today, let me open me up to receive. Right. It's basically- Let's do that at 3 a.m. Let's do that at 3 a.m. I mean, he'd still get his heart, but I think. But that, what he wouldn't have had was that moment and been able
0: to tell right. her parents like she came to me right she told,
1: like what a thing for oh, the parent to yes. hear what a beautiful message because they had a strong conviction in faith right this family so they just got totally reconfirmed in the fact that she was on her way so she might have if he wasn't open and she came through her spirit you know. She was brain dead at that mm-hmm. point, so she, her spirit was going. So her spirit's trying to come through and stop over and say, hey, buddy, you're getting your heart. <laughs> yeah. She was probably like, showed up in the room like, hey. Like, hey, hey. Oh, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> He's not, Shoot, I'm going to give him a hey. Like She's trying, right? right? She's, she's trying. trying. She's like, dude. Dude, I got something oh. to tell you. You're getting your heart, man. Enjoy oh, it. Love so that it's that like, she came I'm sounding in. like the Big Lebowski <laughs> well, <laughs> I just watched that movie. I love it so much. <laughs> uh, but it's like... Just that's, I think there's no way it would have stopped that heart. But I think that it was like, what an extra blessing they all got. Totally. What an extra, and what if you were the parent of this beautiful young woman and got to hear that? Oh. It puts a button on the whole story for you and you're like, yes. Yep. Changes, it changes how it lands. And we honored her decision. Yeah. Because we honored that she wanted to be a donor and on her way to the next place, she confirmed it to the, you're getting your heart, buddy. Gosh, so like we made the right choice, and then he emailed that to you, and that
0: you had that written at that time before, oh, before anything
1: so, even happened. So cool. I was like, you can't okay, tell so, me.
0: Okay, so back to my friend whose kid wakes up at three a.m. Right. What do, what am I supposed to say to her? How do I text her back? What do I say? <laughs> <laughs> like, how do we how do we figure this three a.m. thing out?
1: <laughs> don't tell the kiddo that it's scary. Okay, they don't need to. They don't need to because uh, it doesn't have to be right. And this is a time when spirit can touch us. So let that happen. Make it a time of grace and peace and receptive, right? You're being receiving of that. What does your guardian angel want you to know? Are they just reminding you, hey, you're super loved? I think you're a really cool kid. I just wanted to let you know. Now go back to sleep. I'm here. I love you. You're safe. Go back to sleep.
0: I'm going to flip that. I'm going to do this. When I'm up at 3 a.m. and I'm struggling, I don't believe that the devil is there, right? Because I don't believe in the devil, but I can totally understand that thinking. But I'm going to take that time. I'm going to call the devil's bluff. And I'm going to say, I'm going to make this peaceful. I'm going to use this in my favor. And I'm going to open my heart up to like, what's there? Like, come on. Come on through. Show me something yeah. good. Tell me, so- Tell me something good. Ow. <laughs> okay. So next time I wake up at 3 a.m., I okay. know what I'm going to do. Yep. I'm going to call Peggy.
1: <laughs> Get your ass up. Because I'll be up going, I'm praying. What's going on?
0: I'll I'm praying. Like, Come on, bring some angels <laughs> in, Miss Peggy. Help me out. So don't be mad when I'm calling you at 3 a.m. <laughs> and 3 a.m. is, this is, every friend that I talk to brings oh it up. Oh, my God. Because yeah. I was um Googling song lyrics that include 3 a.m. Because I was kind of curious. I Because I feel like it's. I feel like it comes up a lot in songs, but yeah. I didn't know. Oh, tell me. So I went to one of those like lyric websites where you can do random searches, which by the way, who puts those together? I want that I job. <laughs> do they get paid for that? <laughs> like, you would so love that. I just want to do like, yeah, I want to do an easy job where I just get to like listen to music Google. all day. <laughs> um, so I looked up uh, song lyrics that have 3 a.m. Yeah. I bet you think about me, which is a Taylor Swift song.
1: Okay.
0: And she brings up 3 a.m. right at the top of the song. Oh, Wow. And if Taylor Swift is talking about it, then it, it means- must be
1: true. <laughs> it must be really important. <laughs> oh, and then you
0: remember back in the the Matchbox Twenty song, yes, it's that that's the that's the chorus. It's three. I think that's the title. Yeah, yeah. the title of the song. is three a.m. I must, must be lonely. Oh my god! Yes, everyone's lonely at three a.m. Well, mm-hmm. you should just hang out with the angel. Hang out with your right. angel. Right. Go, hey angel, let's have a chat. And then there was uh, three a.m. Eternal which I think is a band called KLF. KLF is going to rock this. And it was like 3 a.m. It was like oh. a club song. I was probably in the club at 3 a.m. <laughs> <You> probably
1: were. <laughs> so you just missed the wake up because you were already awake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the other way. Just don't go to sleep till 4. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't <you> <laughs> do that. Please don't ever do that, everybody. Oh, And
0: then Megan Trainer has one where she mentions uh, 3 a.m. and I'm texting you again. Oh,
1: don't text at 3. See? Don't. So- Tell- Don't do anything at (laughs) three. You know they like don't drive heavy machinery, don't whatever. Yeah, don't do anything like that at three a.m. Okay, just let the angels come. Be with the angels. angels. No
0: sexting. No sexting.
1: At Three (laughs) a.m. Go back to sleep, y'all. Get those dreams in. Well, it's getting close to three p.m. It is,
0: and the noonday devil is coming. So I think, I think we should do the most responsible thing. (laughs) And have a martini. We should drink. And we should toast. Let's beat it. To beat the it. angels. <laughs> yes. And that noonday devil needs to get the fuck out. That's right, man. Scram. All right. So let's... Uh, I think you should shake the martini today. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Shaka, 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 shaka. And should we just, do, should we just keep, a, keep a traditional martini? Should we just do the lemon twist? Or should we do something... Fireball, some, and what's a fireball? Oh, fireball's liquor, and uh, it's like got flames on it. So I didn't know if oh, that was like oh. in, like to 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 tell the devil to <laughs> go to tell away. the devil to beat it. <laughs> Scram, dude! No, fireball I need would to sleep. not be good with gin. By the way, I don't want to recommend that to anybody. So. It's like cinnamon. Oh no. But it's good on the rocks. You know what? I'm gonna bring that. I'm gonna bring that one time. Oh, I wanna try try that. It's on the rocks. It's a little cinnamony liquor and it's like
1: sweet. You might like it. It sounds like good skiing. Like yeah. When you're skiing. Good with the hot chocolate. Yeah. Little break.
0: Well, Pegs, cheers to just cheers to you. Cheers to 3 a.m. Yes. And cheers to flipping the script that if you wake up and you're feeling a little unsettled, tell those guardian angels to come in and have a gin martini with you. That's right. (laughs) I love it. Cheers. And they will. Cheers. Hey, we super appreciate you listening today. We do. And if you happen to have a story or you want to share your thoughts, just shoot me a DM at Nikki Boyer on Instagram. And if you like our show, give us a rating and a review. It really helps other people find our show. And follow us wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, Near Death has bonus content where we get a little more personal at our martini after party. So join us. For that bonus content, subscribe to Lemonada Premium and Apple Podcasts. In addition to all of the content you'll get from our show, you can also unlock an array of bonus content from all the other Lemonada shows. Check out the free trial of Lemonada Premium today in the Apple Podcasts app by clicking on the Little Lemon logo in the middle of the screen. Near Death is a Dying for Media production. New episodes drop every Wednesday. The show is hosted by Reverend Peggy and me, Nikki Boyer. Producer is Katie Amanda Keen. Tommy Fields is head of audio for Dying for Media. Nikki Boyer and Kevin Sabi are executive producers for Dying for Media. Executive producer is Reverend Peggy. Ad sales and distribution by Lemonada Media. And for more information on today's episode, make sure to check out our show notes. And thanks again for hanging out with us today. We appreciate you. See you next time.